Welcome to the Next Discipleship Podcast, a resource from Freedom in Christ Church. Our vision is to impact the world for Christ with how He's transforming us every day. On this podcast, we're taking next steps and learning how to be followers of Jesus. We're glad you're here. This is What's Next. Welcome back to the Everything You Need course. This is the Next Discipleship Podcast, Episode 8, and we're going to be working through the final chapter, Chapter 7 of this course, and we're excited to do that. What a great time this has been. So, so rich digging into this. We hope you've enjoyed it. We have so enjoyed doing this together and being able to offer this to you. So we are, of course, joined by Pastor Del Wells, the author of this course, and he's going to keep walking us through this seventh chapter, this final chapter. There's some big concepts in this one. So welcome back. It's good to be here again. Okay, so let's begin by reading these last few verses of the passage. Just jump right in and let's unpack what we'd like to unpack in this section. So 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 8 to 11 say this, For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But if anyone does not have them, he is nearsighted and blind and has forgotten that he has been cleansed from his past sins. Therefore, brothers, be all the more eager to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never fall and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So being spiritually mature is not the result of the passing of time. I think that's important mm-hmm. that we, we notice that here. Uh, just as a human being can remain immature regardless of their age, they can be childish even as an adult. That's the same thing as a Christ follower, right? We can uh, stay immature even if we do believe in Jesus. We can stay immature for a very, very long time, unfortunately, years after you've been born again. That's right. The last couple of episodes, we have highlighted the importance of concerted effort that's required and we know that, but it's good for us. It's, it's important for us uh, to grow up emotionally and spiritually. Uh, giving good effort brings great benefits for daily living and godly development as well. So in this section that you just read, uh, the word if is used twice to describe positive effects mm-hmm. of diligent investment in personal growth. And the word if is used once to reveal negative effects of spiritual nonchalance and indifference. If means that experiencing the full measure of God's blessing is conditioned. Remember that? We Mm -hmm. talked about that in previous episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, It's conditioned. The promises of God are conditioned on our participation with God. So God fulfills his part as we do ours. So what do you think are some of the dangers then if someone thinks that they are spiritually mature... And they are not. Mm-hmm. I sense that in all of your years of ministry, you may have run across this. Maybe mm-hmm. you've seen this in your own life. But what is the danger of someone thinking that they are spiritually mature when they're not? A few things come to mind very quickly that I have seen. Uh, people make poor decisions when they're immature. Mm-hmm. They just make bad decisions. And when you make bad decisions, it complicates your life. There are so many things that you have to do. So I see that. Uh, Another thing is inappropriate behavior. Uh, People who um, just uh, act immature or childish. Uh, They uh, don't understand the situation they're in and they act inappropriately. I see that. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
Um, and also I see the problem with relationships. Uh, it, what I call relationship aggravations when people are, huh. are immature. They just continually uh, cause irritations and things uh, to be uh, out of line. And uh, it's just that kind of thing. And it's just be simply because uh, people are not coming into it with a mature approach. So those are some of the dangers. There's lots, Mm -hmm. but those are just a few that quickly come to mind. And so before we focus on the five amazing benefits that we're going to talk about that we have for growing in your relationship with God, we get these amazing benefits. Let's just take a second and look at the negative outcomes uh, of being effortless Mm -hmm. (laughs) and not in that good way, Uh, not putting in effort and being passive and having that approach to your spiritual life. Uh, Second Peter one and nine says, but if anyone does not have them, he is nearsighted and blind and has forgotten that he has been cleansed from his past sins. Mm -hmm. Well, we know in the physical sense, just in the natural a way of looking at things. Nearsightedness is being unable to see beyond what's right in front of you. Distant objects appear to be blurry and indiscernible. And so we, we move that into the spiritual sense. And in, a, in effect, you are limited to what is close and comfortable and easy. You hold things tight. So mm-hmm. you, your, your life is very shallow in that way. And any advancement of, at all is extremely slow because you can't see where you're going. That's true. You and I are both nearsighted. Nearsighted, that's right. <laughs> and when I don't have my glasses or contacts on... It's not good, is it? <laughs> I, I stay very... I move very slowly that's through right. my house because yeah. I, I can't see where I'm going. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, being blind, as it says uh, here, is not being able to see at all. We know that. People who are uh, physically blind uh, don't know exactly where they are. They they learn how to compensate. And, and some people are do some amazing things, mm-hmm. but... It's hard to uh, judge distances from destinations that you can with normal uh, sight. So you depend upon others to inform you of what's around you and how you can get to other places. So being blind. Now, again, move that into spiritual blindness, and that would be the inability to perceive and understand spiritual truths. Mm -hmm. You're spiritually blind. It's uh, obviously the condition of unbelievers who are incapable they're, they're not capable of seeing Jesus. That's what the Bible tells us. Mm-hmm. Their minds are blinded to who he is. They're, they're blinded to the truth of the word of God. They're, it's incapable uh, to do that. We see that in 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 4. The God of this age, the devil, has blinded them. Mm-hmm. But it's also the potential state for believers, people who claim to uh, follow Jesus, but who regress spiritually through lack of effort. Um, there are some examples uh, of that that I see in people's lives. You'll, you'll pick that up. People um, that are spiritually blind um, are people who are full of fear, for example. Mm-hmm. They stay full of fear. Uh, or people who are uh, continually in bondage to harmful behaviors. They're, they're nearsighted and blind. They can't see what they're doing. They, they can't understand. They can't connect the dots. Mm-hmm. And it's so sad to watch. It also occurs to me that one of the one of the struggles for someone who is physically blind is you can't see danger. That's right. Uh, and there, so there's lots of help and aid in place for people who um, have a vision impairment for yep. that to help them to not find themselves 
in a place where they are in danger right. or then step out into traffic. And, that's, we, right. and that's a, a great thing that we've tried to help people with. But think about that spiritually, how much danger you could be in and you have no idea. You don't know where the pitfalls are. That's you right. don't know where you're going to, what you're going to trip up on, all mm-hmm. those things. So um, it's, it's not a place that we want to be. No. No, and spiritually speaking, we see how that connects. You know, yeah. people don't realize the dangers that they're putting themselves into, mm-hmm. what's, what it's uh, doing to them. Mm-hmm. Because you don't have that long view. They don't have that You long can't view. see what, what it's going to lead that's to. That's yeah. right. You also talk about spiritual amnesia. Tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about that. Well, that's another negative outcome of prolonged neglect of daily spiritual discipline uh, to promote uh, growth and maturity. A person that has spiritual amnesia lives like nothing is different from... Uh, before their conversion. Hmm. Uh, it says here, he has forgotten he has been cleansed from his past sins. He, he can't point anybody to Christ because uh, he's lost his first love and his thankfulness for Christ. And so that's uh, very unfortunate. I, I see this played out in people's lives where, uh, you know, in the forms of pride and selfishness and laziness and envy and and jealousy and lust and those things that just naturally come in because um, they become complacent and those things are able to take root so easily mm-hmm. and it's because they've forgotten what they've been saved from so they're not moving towards anything right yeah right and you know it's important to note here too that no follower of christ has to end up like this no there are so many ways to enjoy the benefits that we are talking about and take our personal responsibility to grow up spiritually, to right. grow up. There is just so many benefits to taking those steps and making that happen. That's right. And and so this, uh, this section reveals five of those things that are truly amazing mm-hmm. as we grow up in our faith. Let's talk about them. The first one that you uh, point out here is confidence. Yeah, confidence. Um, it says in Second Peter 1 and 8, for if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So to be, the goal is to be effective rather than to be ineffective. And that means to be successful in producing a desired result. So for a Christ follower, the goal is to become more like Jesus mm-hmm. every day. Now, the more you get to know Jesus, the more you take on his character and values. And, and the more that you know him, the more that you realize that he has available for you because of your relationship uh, with him. And so that just builds your confidence. Mm-hmm. It, your uh, reality is that you uh, are experiencing uh, something supernatural and your confidence is being placed in God's abilities. And daily it grows stronger. Every time God shows himself faithful to his promises, your confidence grows. Mm -hmm. So how is it that you learn to use your abilities and also rely on God at the same time? Where's the balance between those two things where we really learn to use the things that God has given us, but we know that our ability to do so is dependent on him? Where's the, where do we, where do we find the balance in those two things? Well, you know, we've talked about this in our last episode at great length, but I, I go back to talk about staying filled with the Holy Spirit, um, being aware of your shortcomings, being aware of your need of God, 
and being open to the Holy Spirit to providing what you need in your life. Uh, that's where you have to really learn this partnership that we talked about, your partnership with the Lord. And then uh, committing yourself to growing up spiritually. Saying, I want to grow up. I have to choose to grow up. You know, just like in the natural sense, you know, somebody has to choose to grow up. You can't act like a kid all of your life. I mean, right. some people do, <laughs> unfortunately, but it's not good. Right. Um, at some point, you have to come to realization, I can't stay like this. I have to become an adult. And so I think that's what we have to do as well. We have to decide that we're going to grow up. We're going to mature. We're going to become more like Christ. And so we're going to do the work of adding. We're going to add to, right. like we've been told in right. this passage of Scripture. Right. And then we know that as we add, it's God who enables us to do it. That's right. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. The second benefit that we're going to talk about in this chapter is competence. Yeah, competence. So uh, this means to be productive rather than unproductive, as it's talking about in our Scripture, to achieve or produce a significant amount or result. Competence is the ability to do something successfully or efficiently. And in our spiritual life, the more that we grow in a relationship with Christ and accept his supernatural enabling, the more competent we come, we become in dealing with every situation. Paul expresses this beautifully, doesn't he, in Philippians 4 verse 13 in his faith statement. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. Well, that's competence. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. Really. And so there's no reason for a Christ follower not to feel useful. You know, every person wants to do something worthwhile with their life, and there's mm-hmm. no greater usefulness to experience than to do God's work. Um, you can grow competent in understanding who Jesus is and your relationship with him, and you can also become competent in explaining that to other people. And this is the natural outcome of developing and activating your spiritual qualities. Uh, as we discussed in chapter 5 uh, of this series. Second Peter 1 and 8 says, For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from becoming ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. I find that so motivating. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, no, I don't want to be ineffective or unproductive. What a waste of time. Right. <laughs> and right. so here's the answer right here. Yep. Yeah. Uh, such confidence as this is ours through Christ before God. Mm -hmm. Not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves, but our competence comes from God. Yeah, that's Paul. 2 Corinthians 3, 4, and 5. Yeah, great. That's absolutely amazing. It's just like did all the teaching for it, just like in two sentences, right? (laughs) (laughs) Our confidence is that we are not competent in ourselves. That's right. Yeah, It's all a gift from God. Just always remember that. But God graciously and willingly gives it to us. What, what do you see that God-given competence does for somebody's overall well-being? Mm. Well, you can see it. You can see it in someone. There's mm. that person who has that healthy self-concept. Uh, uh, they have a, a healthy self-awareness. They know who they are, mm-hmm. and they're okay with yeah. it. Uh, they're not trying to prove themselves to other people. Uh, they're also people who uh, are less fearful Uh, than they used to be. Uh, They have more courage, uh, not in themselves, but in God. Mm -hmm. And you also see that they they feel like they're making a difference. They they feel useful. 
um, they're, they're contributing to something special. And of course, we know uh, when you uh, invest yourself in the work of God's kingdom, there's no greater fulfillment than that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, the third benefit that we want to touch on in this chapter is assurance. Uh, verse 10 says, Therefore, my brothers, be all the more eager to make your calling and election sure. So one of the benefits that we find through all of this is assurance. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's so important. You know, uh, doubt is a natural thing uh, that will come to us. Uh, you become a Christian, and I talk about this in the First Steps course uh, for new believers. And that is when you accept the gospel and you confess Jesus Christ as Lord, your life is changed. You're transformed. But following that, there will be uh, times of doubt. You'll wonder, oh, wow, did I know what I was doing? That's why the second lesson talks about your assurances of your salvation. So you you can just continue to reaffirm uh, that you are a, a child of God. Mm-hmm. And so we have to have this assurance, and we can, that we are part of God's family and that uh, we uh, are known by God and that there is uh, a sense of of purpose and destiny for our lives. Uh, That's why it says here in 2 Peter 1 and 10, Therefore, my brothers, be all the more eager to make your calling and election sure. Live like it. Mm -hmm. Like live with that assurance. Uh, be all the more eager to have a strong and urgent desire. Uh, be diligent and zealous in your spiritual pursuit of what God has for you to know and experience. And so Peter's admonition to, is to increase your intensity. Be all the more eager to strengthen your assurance of your privileged position in Christ. It actually reminds me a lot of, of how Paul taught about fixing our eyes on Jesus mm-hmm. and the again the the metaphor of running a race and putting your whole effort into it training we talked a little bit about that in past episodes but there's that same sense of you got to put your whole self into this that's right you got to put your whole self into this it'll be worth it mm-hmm. but this is something that you do with all of your heart and by the way that second chapter of first steps where it talks about assurances i love that one mm-hmm. i mean i love them all but i i really really love that one every time i come to that especially with a new believer mm-hmm. walking through that and just to see them say oh i can i can be sure that this is real mm-hmm. i'm not just hoping right. that you know i'm not just making this up or this is not just emotionalism i love that chapter mm-hmm. so if you've never read uh, and gone through first steps that you just got to do it so how do we stay eager, though? I mean, we, we're being told over and over again by Peter, and, and of course, I just mentioned Paul, uh, about we, how do we stay eager in wanting to be uh, spiritually progressing? Mm-hmm. How do we keep that fire lit under us all the time? Mm-hmm. And, and what does that look like? Well, I keep coming back to this, of course, but it's the Holy Spirit in us. So that's why it's so important for us to ask the Holy Spirit to fill our lives daily because he changes our desires. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, if you read through Romans chapter 8, you will see this uh, described beautifully. But, uh, you know, where we would normally be following after the desires of the sinful nature, uh, we now follow after what the Holy Spirit desires. There's that tug of war, if you will, within us. But the more that we release our control of our lives over to the Holy Spirit, uh, the more naturally we follow after the Holy Spirit. 
And when we do that, of course, the desires of the Holy Spirit are for us to be eager in this spiritual pursuit. Mm -hmm. Uh, This just becomes normal for us and natural for us. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that's a major thing that I would say that uh, you allow the Holy Spirit to continually transform your life. Say, Holy Spirit, come, fill me afresh, change me, uh, transform me, give me those desires that are of you. And there's been times in my life I can remember very specifically why I've prayed, Lord, I don't feel very excited right now about this, or I don't feel like I have a passion for your word. I don't have a passion to pursue you like I should. Help me. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> we will always uh, find times in our life where we, we get to that place, but that doesn't mean that we're done or that doesn't mean we should give up, but that's something else that the Holy Spirit will help us with. Mm-hmm. That's what you're saying. He's with us to continue to reignite us daily when we invite him into that process. If mm-hmm. we, and so if we find ourselves in a place where that's not happening, he's also there to help us keep moving. That's right. And don't ever overlook the reward of doing it. You know, you run and I run. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been running for a number of years now, and I love when I'm finished to run. Finishing a run is great. I love finishing a run. And and of course, finishing the run isn't isn't everything because then then you do your stretches. And those stretches are important and they're part of the discipline so that I'll be able to run again Mm -hmm. the next day, you know, the the time after that. Uh, but there is reward in the doing that, you know, it's it's something that if you don't do it, then you won't experience it. And we've got to remind ourselves of that. So when I run, there are days that I don't feel like running. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I get up and I got aches and I got pains. But I go, no, I, I, I'm going to do this because I, I already know that there's reward in the doing it. Mm-hmm. And so when I go out, sure enough, uh, you know, I finish my run and I felt, wow, am I ever glad I did that? And the benefits, of course, to me. You know, we don't have time here uh, to talk about those, but uh, they're numerous. And maybe uh, be, that'll be the next season of our podcast. Maybe we'll talk about running. Yeah, absolutely. But holy, <laughs> and all the spiritually you've learned through that process. There are so <laughs> many analogies that you could take just yeah. from uh, running. Whether I'm, and I'm a recreational runner now. I I just I just do it for the pleasure and the enjoyment, but the health benefits as well. And that's the point I want to make about your spiritual journey. there's reward in the doing it when you do it you go wow okay yeah i see it now and you put yourself into that place uh that you you wouldn't experience if you didn't Mm -hmm. and so i I just want to encourage our listeners uh to do that you you choose to get up and go and and do it You, you you choose to set that time aside you choose uh to start inviting the holy spirit uh, you know, with you as you as you make your commute to work or as you go out for that walk or as you're preparing a meal or as you're doing uh, your chores or cutting the grass or whatever you're doing, in- include the Holy Spirit in it and you'll begin to understand there's reward mm-hmm. in spiritual discipline. I remember one day I was trying to decide, oh, should I go for a run? I don't know. I don't know. I'm so tired. And my husband said to me, Uh, You know, I've heard before that you never regret the workout that you already did. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's sort of like, it's it's actually exactly like that in our spiritual lives. You're never going to sit and read the word or spend time in prayer uh, 
or do any of those things. We're never going to pray that prayer that we've been talking about the big three, Holy Spirit and invite, you know, Holy Spirit, fill my life. You're never going to do those things and then go, oh, I wish I hadn't have done yeah. that. Well, that was a waste of time. <laughs> that was never going to happen. Never going to happen. There's no. reward in the doing. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay, so the fourth one uh, here is security. As you keep maturing in your relationship with the Lord, there are two more amazing benefits to you for you to experience. Security and inheritance. Mm-hmm. And so let's talk about security. Wow. Just look at what it says here, Second Peter 1, verses 10, the second part of the verse, and verse 11. For if, there's that word if again, for if you do these things, one, you will never fall. That's quite a statement. And two, you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. I mean, just stop and think about just what that, yeah. I just said right there. For if you do these things, of course, puts the onus on you. You have to give your full attention to maturing. But if you do these things, it's amazing. So the question, is it possible to stay true to Christ as long as you live? And the answer to that question is absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. For if you do these things, you will never fall. Wow. Yes, but I've slipped and I've fallen. But Yeah, but Okay. But the if is, as you continue to do this, the promise is uh, you will never fall away from God. Mm-hmm. You're never going to fall out of your relationship with God. The closer you stay to Christ by making the daily effort, the less likely you will to be making excuses for stalling or going backwards in your faith. And, you know, I think that's a lot of the reason why people feel so insecure today. It's very common around us. People are fearful of their a short and long-term future. And people who are fearful tend to overcompensate, overcompensate in making decisions, interacting with others. Uh, for example, attempting to become self-secure can lead uh, somebody to an unhealthy obsession with acquiring material things. You can just be so uh, focused in on that. Mm-hmm. Or uh, wanting to give others the impression of being self-assured can foster a boasting and arrogance that hinders your relationship building. Uh, you can just see it in, in people's lives. But the spirit-filled follower of Christ should be the most secure person on the planet. Hmm. Feelings of insecurity are just that. They're feelings. And our life in Christ is not by feelings. It's by faith. Right. It's by faith. And when we realize and accept that, we already have everything from God that we need to live well and to be godly, then we can move on in that. And that's, talk about security. Talk about feeling secure. Mm -hmm. We experience those increasing benefits like confidence and competence, assurance, security, and inheritance that we're now studying. Now, if you feel insecure, that's not from God. Right. That's not from God. Any of these negative feelings are not from God. If you're feeling insecure, you need to remind yourself that You have everything that you need Mm -hmm. for your life in Christ. Now, negative thoughts are going to enter our minds. We're human beings. Mm -hmm. They're going to enter our minds. But I love what it says in 2 Corinthians 10 and verse 5, uh, that, you know, when those thoughts come into our minds, we take them captive and make them obedient to who? To Christ. Right. That's right, because we're in Christ. Mm -hmm. So we do that, and we learn the discipline of that. And the more that we do that, the more... Uh, secure that we uh, find ourselves. For if you do these things, you will never fall. 
I can't tell you how powerful that has been in my life. Recognizing that fear, insecurity, anxiety, any of those things, the Lord never gives those to you. Mm -hmm. So you can immediately recognize those thoughts and those feelings and say, well, that's not something the Lord is giving to me. Right. So there's something I need to take captive and make obedient to Christ. That's right. He's never going to, you know, dish out a good, healthy dose of insecurity for you. No. That's not how it works. And so it's, if you can be mindful of that, it's powerful. Yeah. It's really powerful because you go, oh, well, that's, wait a second. That's not from God. No. But who does want you to be off balance? Yeah. The enemy. That's right. Always. Always. So the more you can recognize that, the more you can have your mind transformed by the truth of the word. That beautiful. Is the truth. Yep. It's such a beautiful process. So can you give us an example of what it looks like when someone is acting out of insecurity or if we can recognize it in ourselves when we're acting out of insecurity mm-hmm. and not only how does that affect their life, how can you see that, but what changes for them in Christ? What does that what does that transaction look like? Yeah, well, I, th- I think it's fairly easy to recognize someone when they're constantly telling me or you or others how much they know, <laughs> how much they have, how much uh, they've accomplished, what they've done. And they're doing this to impress. Mm-hmm. They, they want pe- people to be impressed with them. They're doing this uh, to convince themselves of their self-worth. Uh, they have a need to feel a validation. And of course, uh, that's a bottomless pit. Yeah. There, there is no satisfaction that ever comes from that. But they become annoying. And it's really hard to kind of somebody that's caught in that trap to really enjoy, you know, the conversation mm-hmm. with them. What changes in Christ when they see themselves now, not in themselves, but in Christ, it's huge. Because what they can do is relax. (laughs) They can just relax. They can relax and not try so hard to prove what they aren't. This is the problem, right? Before, they're trying to prove what they really aren't. Mm -hmm. uh, To try to impress people who really don't want to be impressed. Like, let's face it. You know, most people uh, aren't impressed with what you tell them anyway. Uh, But there's this uh, vicious uh, cycle that goes on. But when you see in Christ who you are what you have, you can just relax. Mm -hmm. You have nothing to prove. You have everything in Christ, your worth. uh, You know, you have a healthy self-concept. You have all the things that you do. And now you could talk about Christ. You could talk (laughs) to people about who he is and what he's done. You take the focus off yourself. Put it squarely on Christ. It's freeing. Mm -hmm. It's liberating. And it's actually much, much closer to who you actually are. Mm -hmm. You know, instead of what you're trying to present yourself to be, this is who you actually are when you just, I like what you said, just relax. Just relax. <laughs> just relax. Okay, the last benefit is inheritance. Let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. So it's connected to the previous benefit, um, obviously. You know, uh, when, when you can feel secure, when you know who you are in Christ and you feel that... Uh, there's also that sense that God has a plan for you for today, but also for your eternal future. And I like this. That's the fifth benefit that you have. So it says, for if you do these things, you will never fall and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And so the more you mature in your faith, the greater your confidence becomes 
that meeting Jesus is going to be the greatest moment of your life. You will be richly welcomed by the Lord with the words of commendation and invitation. Now, I can tell you from years uh, of practicing this and living this out, that these are the words that I want to hear one day Mm -hmm. when I stand face to face with Jesus, when I leave this life. Well done, good and faithful servant. Come and share in your master's happiness. Matthew 25, 21 and 23. Uh, I think that it's important for us. We talked about this in an earlier episode, but you know about where uh, your treasures, there your heart will be also. And when we treasure Christ, we treasure eternity. When we treasure what he has for us, uh, it has, you know, gives us a whole new perspective on life. And we can believe that our best life is waiting for us, as good as today is and can be. As much as I enjoy living today, and I do, I can't even describe to you how much I'm looking forward to being in right. Christ's presence and living with him throughout eternity. You mentioned earlier this scripture from Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 to 4, that we need to set our thoughts and aspirations on Jesus. Uh, Jesus who is now uh, sitting uh, in heaven in the right hand of the Father. And uh, that's where we are in in the Spirit. And so as a child of God, uh, you are a God's heir and a co-heir with Christ. And, uh, oh yeah, it's nice to speculate about what it's going to be like you know, going to be with the Lord forever, living with him. And we have a few clues from the Bible. There are certain things, but we have absolutely no idea how magnificent it's going Mm -hmm. to be. It's going to be absolutely phenomenal. And so that's something that we can stay uh, focused in on and learn how to live. And that's another benefit by making the effort to grow in our spiritual walk with with, uh, God, increasing our spiritual qualities, Uh, And that is uh, having that hope in us of our future Mm -hmm. with Christ. All of these things that we've talked about end up in this incredible inheritance. Mm -hmm. What an incredible concept, (laughs) actually. (laughs) And so here's the last question from this course that we're going to ask. How do we stay focused? on preparing for our eternal destiny instead of pursuing what the world has to offer us. That's the big one. Mm -hmm. Because in all of this, it's all about seeing beyond the moment, seeing beyond the feeling of of today and and, and really having a picture of what it could be and what God might do in us, not being nearsighted and blind, but, you know, really seeing beyond and and investing beyond this moment right here. Uh, and it's so, so difficult to do in a culture that it couldn't be more different than that. It's, you know, have it now, pay for it later, you mm-hmm. know, have it, you know, do, do what you want to do. Make yourself happy right now in this moment. And we're saying, oh no, there's so much benefit if you can have your focus on eternity and not just in the moment. So how do we stay focused on that? Mm. Well, you know, my... Uh, favorite term uh, that I like to use is life transformation. Mm -hmm. And so our lives need to be continually transformed. And I love this passage of scripture in Romans 12 verses 1 and 2 that kind of sets that out for us. Uh, In view of God's mercies, present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God, which is your spiritual act of worship. Mm -hmm. 
And that's an important thing. So we need to be worshipers. We need to be people who uh, willingly give ourselves to God because of all of these done for us. And when we understand that, when we, when we see the privileged position that we have, the favor of God on us, why wouldn't we not want to worship and get, offer him our very best at all times? But then what does it say? Uh, you know, be not conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm. And when that happens, you'll be able to test and approve God's good, perfect, and pleasing will. Mm-hmm. Uh, so go back that scripture, Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. Uh, be a worshiper. Uh, focus everything that you have on God, giving him uh, the praise, the glory that's due him. And everything that you do, do it all for his glory. Uh, and allow the Holy Spirit to come and renew your mind, because we've talked about that a lot, right? Yeah. The renewing of your mind. How? Well, the big three. Let's go back and one more we, time. We should. We that, really should. Right? Yeah. Uh, it's the Holy Spirit coming into our lives, His presence and His power. Number one. Number two, uh, getting the Word of God in us, uh, making sure that we are continually taking in the Word of God, because it changes us. Mm-hmm. It's transformational. The Word of God will change you. And third is prayer. Praying with the help of the Holy Spirit. And, and in fact, the Holy Spirit will take the Word that you're learning and, and putting into your life, and it'll become part of your prayer life. Mm-hmm. That's what changes you. That's what transforms you. That's Your desires will, will move in a, a different dimension. And so that's how you stay focused. Mm-hmm. Wow. This has been so good. I just feel so privileged to have been sitting in this little booth we created to record this podcast because I get to do this uh, course like one-on-one. That's what it felt like. So I hope that's what it feels like for everyone who's listening as well as you're following along. But this has been such a high privilege for me and so much fun Mm -hmm. and encouraging. Just a great reminder. I mean, when I kind of pull back to 30,000 feet and look and say, "What, what have we talked about in these eight sessions, the amazing benefits that just come to the top of my mind that float up, the, all of the things I have because I'm in Christ and how this is not about me doing better and measuring up to some impossible standard. It's about me cooperating with the Holy Spirit who already lives in me to see real change in my life every day because of Christ. Like that's just, it's really quite unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And yet it's real. It's real. Because we're living it. We know it's real. But to be reminded of it has just been awesome. So mm-hmm. I, I so appreciate the opportunity to go through it and to get this sort of, this is like the best kind of small group. Just like the, <laughs> it's really, really got all the benefit from it as I was able to ask through these questions. And you know what? There are a lot more application questions in the course material for you to go through. Uh, we have touched on a few of them in this episode, but even all the way through the episodes, we've tried to hit the, the main ones. Uh, but there's lots that you want to go back through and make sure that you do on your own. And that brings us to the end of our eight episode series, our launch for the next discipleship podcast. And this walk through this amazing course has been a great way to start. Uh, we really do hope if you're listening, we hope you found this incredibly helpful. And what we really want is for you to have a new confidence and a new boldness because as you've been listening and applying this and asking these questions, you've been reminded that you have already been given everything that you need. And I hope that that has taken really, really deep root in your life. Pastor Dell, I appreciate 
the time you've taken not only to write this course, because I know it took you a long time to do that. I'm so glad you retired and have the, ch- have the chance to do it. And to be able to make that available to our church and to anyone who would come across our website, uh, our church website, and be able to download it. I think it's such a great thing. But then to take the time to come in and uh, teach us in each of these episodes so that people can access it in multiple ways. I'm just really thankful. So I appreciate you doing that. My pleasure. It's been a joy. So, of course, don't forget that you can connect with us on all of our socials at Freedom Church KW. Don't forget that there is a community who is talking about this course. You can jump into that Facebook group on our Freedom Church Facebook page. It's called Next Discipleship, Everything You Need. That group is closed just so that we can have a conversation, but uh, feel free to ask to join it. We would love to have you in that group chatting about the insights that you're gaining and you can encourage one another through that. Ask your questions there. And of course, our mission here is to equip people to live Christ-centered lives through daily transformation. We hope this episode and this whole series has done just that. It's a huge honor to be a part of what's next for you. So thanks for listening.